Yes, and I am so excited about my new effort. And I'm gonna be sharing what I call So What Success Stories. And these are the stories of people who have achieved success despite obstacles. So we all have challenges, we all have obstacles, but we all can achieve success. And I am just super excited to be sharing these stories. My guest today is Brandon Henderson. And Brandon and I actually have um, gotten pretty close <laughs> over this last maybe year. He is the president of the Black Alumni Chapter for the University of Memphis. And, um, and as you know, I'm the president of the National Alumni Chapter. And Brandon has been doing some awesome stuff over there. And he also has a full-time job. <laughs> That's his volunteer work. But I will let Brandon tell you a little bit about himself. Go for it, Brandon. All right. Uh, of course, University of Memphis graduate, proud Go Tigers. Uh, currently work with Chevy County Schools, Black Alumni President which like Summer said, is definitely a second full-time job. <laughs> and that's, I'll just leave it there. We'll just jump to the question. Okay, good deal. Well, tell me a little bit about what you do with Shelby County Schools. Uh, so currently working at Whitehaven High School, basically do a little bit of everything, training the substitute teachers, people with Team, Microsoft Team, there's a new platform there with that we use since, you know, virtual school and things of that nature that Shelby County Schools rolled out this school year. Deal with the sound and production with all of the programs and sports and things of that nature there at the school. Pretty much do a little bit of everything. So Yeah, sounds like <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to ask you four questions. So these interviews will always be the same four questions about how you achieved uh, what I call so what success and how you're using the so what success formula or knowingly or unknowingly how you use the so what success formula to get to where you are today. And so what the so what success formula is, is overcome obstacles, eliminate excuses and calculate choices. And that's how you achieve so what success. And so my questions are going to be around that. I want you to answer them. Just, you know, go deep. We want to know you. Tell us, tell us all about you. So right. first question, that's the first, first question. Tell us about some of the obstacles you've had to overcome and how you've overcome those obstacles to be successful. Okay, I transferred to the University of Memphis as a senior, uh, left Lamorne on college because of some issues there. Got over to the University of Memphis and had a great experience there. Of course, going through graduation, attending uh, University of Memphis. I was working for the Memphis Grizzlies. Started there. I, I forgot you worked for the Grizzlies too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I worked for the Grizzlies. Started there. I was what nineteen. Started as a ball kid there with the Grizzlies. Ended up working, working my way up to uh, basketball operations. Getting a full time position there as a player service person and player services and what a player development. I guess you can say all in that area there while working for the Grizzlies definitely a great experience being around everybody and learning a lot of, about the ins and outs of the NBA the Grizzlies organization as a whole and then building relationships with different players coaches so forth and so on I'll give you a funny example coming into work for the Grizzlies definitely a huge Kobe Bryant fan I got the job with the Grizzlies I was like hey listen I'm going to get these new Kobe's they were blue and gold go perfect with the Grizzlies colors First basketball game, sitting on the floor. Tommy Allen was right next to me. And uh, so we're sitting there. And he was like, hey, who is this kid? So I'm like, who are you talking to? You're not he's talking to me. Whatever. <laughs> so like, all right. And so he's like, hey, Killer, you can't wear those shoes over here. I was like, 
who are you talking to? So I'm like, all right. Uh, he was like, hey, Mike, get him some of your shoes because he can't wear them Kobe's today, not over here. So I'm like, this thing, he got to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but believe it or not, I definitely had to end up changing the shoes to wear some. You did? <laughs> yep. Couldn't wear those anymore. He's like, you can't, after the game, he's like, man, you can't wear another opponent's shoe <laughs> sitting on the side with us. I'm like, I think you're making a big deal out of it because I think you got some teammates that also wear <laughs> his shoes. But I'm like, all right, okay, cool. So that was like the icebreaker for us becoming cool and kind of thing, jumping into that. And oh, then cool. kind of just, like I said, building those relationships and learning. And while working there, I was in the, I was house sitting for one of the, um, players i'm kind of wrap this story up oh, no nah, you're one. good you're good they was on a like big road trip so i'm house sitting downtown and just i went out and so i come back cars parked wake up thanksgiving morning car stolen so i'm like i know i parked right here <laughs> so i'm like all right let me go back upstairs and do some other things and i'll come back down so i go back down like it's for real gone it's like it's gone i know so it's gone so i'm like all right gotta figure some things out just kind of not really trying not to focus on trying to get the job done not trying to make any excuses or anything and so go forward go on nobody knew so i get my mom to drop me off at work in the mornings had to be there at seven so before she got go to work at six i get dropped off at the arena course still in school at the University of Memphis senior year so you're trying to make sure you graduate so I would get to the arena do my job the Grizzlies had just purchased iPads so it became a new thing in the NBA for the players to use iPads to scout and learn different things and kind of keep up with their schedule so get there early in the morning if you knock that stuff out then it may sound crazy but leave the arena at like eight o'clock walk to the class walk to Uville from the uh, FedEx form get to class, walk back to the arena, and then finish the day. Uh, time goes on, a couple games go past, so I'm walking back and forth, whatever, one of the guys saw me. So he was like, hey, where you going? So I told him, so, okay, well, look, I was like, look, I don't want anybody to know because I don't want them to be like, hey, make an excuse, so I can't do this, can't do that. So I'm like, just don't say that. He was like, okay, cool. A few days go past uh, Al Gossett, the owner of Gossett Motors. Oh, I'll cover the pipe. He calls me. He's like, hey, man, uh, Quincy told me you were looking for a car. I was like, what? I didn't even tell him I was looking for a car. He's like, yeah, you're looking for a car? What kind of car are you looking at? So I tell him. He's like, all right, cool. He hung the phone up. He didn't say bye or anything. I'm like, all right, this is weird. So I go forward, doing everything I need to get done. We'll work. One day happened, Tony, Tony Allen and I, we're, we used to go to lunch after uh shoot around so we go to Houston pick up food one of the guys called my phone it's like hey we need you to come back to the arena some stuff happened I'm like I make sure it work I make sure I get everything done so I'm like all right whatever this got to be something crazy so we get back to the arena and they arguing and yelling and fussing at me I'm like I, I know I did this but whatever okay whatever so we go to the players parking garage and we're sitting there talking or whatever and then a car pulls up so we talking it's like hey this is your car i was like no nah, my car <laughs> but it was like no we bought we gave this giving this to you as a gift i'm like i was at like at all like this is something being a wow uh, yeah like a wild moment being 
from Memphis, of course, you never you hear these stories, but you never would think like this would be you in this situation. And like to this day, I always tell them like, look on that. But it was December, December nineteenth. I was like every year, I always send them a text like, yo, thank you. Granted, it's been it happened in two thousand thirteen. I was like forever grateful, you know, because that's something yeah. that um, they didn't have to do, but they did, and um, didn't make any excuse because they was at all, at all. I guess at all, all of. Nothing, nothing came, not didn't make any excuses, nothing uh, came up short or anything like that. So I always That's tell them cool. like, thank you for that. So, yeah. That's awesome. Tell me a little bit more about like some obstacles in your life and how you deal with those obstacles. Now that one worked out great. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one worked out real great. Let's give you a bad situation. Um, just, I'm just curious, you know, just even in general, how you deal with challenges, because you, even in your current role, deal with challenges. Okay, so I can give you one with the Black alumni. So, of course, it's a challenge trying to get someone to buy into your vision, you know, what you're doing coming into, just like a lot of people are hard on President uh, Biden, because he's not moving as fast as he wants to move. So I can uh, say that at the beginning of my tenure as president of the Black alumni, things kind of were very, very slow starting off. We were very discouraged, Alexia and I, about, hey, not being able to get things done and how slow things were going. But um, I guess overall, as people see now, they don't, they couldn't tell what we were going through at the beginning of the stages. But really having to get people to kind of buy into your vision, tell them and kind of be very, very detailed in what you're doing and what you want to do in order to uh, be successful. You're gonna, you're gonna hear a lot of no's, but you gotta kind of figure out how to get around those no's and uh, like the spotlight. Like we were very, very nervous about releasing that or starting that because we didn't know what people would, how people would feel, what would be the reaction or is this something that we can keep up? So under my presidency and I'm pretty sure everybody does is just the key is consistency that's the biggest thing that I say and I tell them that all the time like if we start something we have to do it every day you know no matter what it is if it's tired or whatever even if it's posted late we have to do it and so and within that you, you know of course the university catches on because somebody could post something one day and say hey listen I'm gonna do this every day and then you, you skip a day you know well, don't do it anymore because you're not consistent uh, in what you're doing and being routine. And that was one thing that I would do what I learned from work for the Grizzlies, having a routine, making sure that right, you, right. if you do, you say, be a person of your word. If you say you're going to do it, then do it, you know, no matter uh, if you're a couple minutes off or what, but just getting the job completed, yeah. I think that's the well, biggest thing. Well, I can thing. totally relate to that, the consistency thing, especially in the business that I'm in now as an entrepreneur and um, the knowledge and the that I've gotten uh, in this mm -hmm. role, but like you said, social had the power of social media and the power of marketing. And even while you know we're doing this interview right now, is we have the power now with technology to get get the messages out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And overcoming those obstacles, like you said, so just figuring out different ways to to make it happen. Yeah. So I can appreciate and respect you on that. Let me ask you this next question. Okay. Um, so the second part of the formula is eliminating excuses. And so a lot of us aren't as successful as we want to be. And I think a lot of us are guilty of that. Even uh, the most successful people can say they could be more successful. Yeah. Um, but then a lot of people just are not doing any of the things that they want to do or haven't achieved the things that they wish they could achieve because they have excuse. 
excuse after excuse as to why it doesn't happen. Now, excuses can be very valid. You know, life can be hard. We can have a lot of priorities, a lot of things that we're dealing with. You know, I was a mom, a young mom, single mom, um, but everybody has their own challenges that can become excuses. Tell me about how you have dealt with excuses. How how do you eliminate the excuses and and move forward so you can be successful? I would say that how I eliminate excuses, just I'll hold myself responsible. Like I said, I go back to, I learned a lot and kind of, I would say, I would say grow up fast working in the NBA because it's a fast paced uh, working environment. So being there with a high demand and always on the go, and I think that's what kind of pushed my drive with the black alumni. But doing that and then knowing too that it's always somebody, granted, you may not think that you are where you want to be in life, but there's always somebody behind you wanting to be where you are, you know, so we may not be able to get everything done, but just realizing and being appreciative at that moment. And then just setting realistic expectations. I think that's the, that's the biggest thing on how to not give excuses on things. Like a lot of people don't know, okay, I got a full-time job currently and in grad school (laughs) full-time and black alumni so it's like you got to kind of have a balance that's the biggest thing too but not making an excuse you know because people do what they want when they want how they want you know so uh and i like i said i shared it with the board you know so and then another thing is granted i didn't pledge at the university of memphis but when i did pledge i uh once i crossed i ended up hanging out with a lot of the older people within the chapter and so seeing what they do, how they do, how they care themselves, and then people, not just in my chapter, but everywhere, you know, how older generation, you know, like you said, you were, you were a single mom still in college and you, you know, did, you didn't make an excuse not to graduate. And so I think in this generation today is like a popcorn generation. We want it now. If it don't happen now, then we're like, you know, you're down on yourself, you you quit right. and then you start looking you start looking for this handout and then when you don't get it you mad at the world so it's like it's a domino effect once you start making the excuses granted if you don't or you stop making excuses and you know start being uh making results and make things happen things in your life will change uh, and i think that's for everybody you know everybody has a everybody has something going on that they can be down on themselves about or can complain about so for a reason why they can't do something why they can't achieve can't move forward every we all absolutely do it's, and it's, it's cool listening to you talk about your experiences with the grizzlies because you know that was my first career job too yeah. so my first job out of college was with the memphis grizzlies and that was the year that they first came to memphis and we started okay. the team and um and i feel the same as you though i learned so much i feel like i grew up in that job um one because it was my first job i really didn't know what it was like (laughs) to work work but it was fast paced and it was it was very demanding and i had to get rid of the excuses because i was i was a single mom and i had a child but i still had to go to work i had to be at those games and i was a marketing manager for the arena so i had to be at the events and so yeah easily i could could have made excuses just like you just said and we all can and so I, i like I like sharing how people are pushing forward and making this stuff happen in their life. Yeah, next, cool. next question. Go ahead. Calculate choices. So this is the third part of the So What Success formula is we have to learn how to overcome our obstacles and deal with the challenges that we face. And then we have circumstances in our life too, where we just have to stop making excuses and just start making stuff happen. Like you just said, and I like to say too, no excuses, just results. Mm-hmm. but that comes with making some choices and so calculating choices is is important and so 
tell me about your process for calculating choices and making the choices that you make that have led you to be successful. Uh, I would say that, and I hate to keep going back, like I said, like you stated, the my foundation came from working for the Grizz. It was like the first real, real job that you have. And so making the to-do list and being organized and, you know, getting up late, I mean, I'm sorry, get up late, getting up early and late, <laughs> and late nights, you know. That's what I was like, up. I already know what you mean. You've been working late yeah. and getting up early. <laughs> that, that, yes. And so, like, still having that same energy, you know, and still being on the go. So, like, my uh, experience there, uh, you know, certainly with this question and the last question, within my experience, my last year with the Grizzlies, contract negotiations didn't work out for me to return. And so, Carter hired me. And so, I ended up working for him for three and a half years, I think it was right. And so, I moved to Florida, moved to, moved to Florida, moved to uh, Sacramento, and then Atlanta, then came back to Memphis. So, working for him really taught me no excuses as well as working for the Grizzlies. And then being able to multitask because he didn't have a social media platform, he didn't have a lot of stuff there so creating all these things not really what were you excuses. doing for him <laughs> I, I ran everything <laughs> i ran oh, his houses yeah so all his houses helped helped out like with uh appearances did day-to-day stuff uh the team wanted anything they would contact me to get in contact with him so personal assistant whatever business did out everything even his agent uh called me or to try to set stuff up, did his, uh, planned his basketball camps with his mom, uh, did help out with his gala uh, that he has in Daytona and pretty everything. I, I was hands-on with it. And so that really taught me a lot of responsibility uh, because it wasn't just about me, <laughs> you know? So you, you're dealing with somebody else and having to really just, like I said, early, early mornings and late nights and I, a lot of people laugh i was like listen i live with three phones three cell phones a, a, a ipad with cellular data and a laptop every day in a packed bag everywhere so it's like you know you always on the go wow. and, and i say i, I treat it like a double-edged sword now because now i'm trying to learn to slow down <laughs> but your mind always on the go you know so i, I can definitely relate to that <laughs> yeah and so that's what i say like the excuses and then obstacles there and then just kind of like I said setting realistic expectations and uh to-do list within I think a to-do list a lot of people look down on it or whatever you like and remember it but when you have your to-do list you make you know it kind of minimizes your room for error as well as your, yeah <laughs> and and you remember. you gotta keep in your mind, in your mind. Yeah. and you can rank that to-do list so you may on that to-do list you may have 10 things to do you know, you may want to do the hardest thing first if you, you know, early personal, whatever. I think that that helped me out a lot and, and it still does to this day. So, One of the best lessons that I learned uh, as a freshman in college, I got, and I'm dating myself with this, but I got a Franklin planner as part of my scholarship. I was an emerging leader and the dean of students gave us a Franklin planner and taught us how to use it. You probably don't even know what a Franklin planner is, do you, friend? <laughs> I know what a planner is. Uh, I, I, did, I did have that, but. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> I'm dating myself. So older people watching will know, uh, remember what a Franklin planner is, but I got, I learned how to use it. And what it does is, is what you just said. A big element of it was 
writing down it had to do list in there you write down everything that had to be done and it got ranked okay. and everything got ranked and so my mind got trained as a freshman on how to use a franklin planner now, everything of course is on my phone now yeah, um, yeah. but I, you know i evolved actually to from franklin, franklin planner to a palm pilot now of course i have the the phone that i have now but that's very important about you know time management that's how you can make everything you know manage to get get everything done it needs to be done like you just said so making those choices and prioritizing is part of those choices right and deciding what is important what actually has to get done and then also obviously making the decisions about what you get involved in and the leadership roles that you take. Tell me a little bit about how you make those decisions or why you make those decisions. I'm a big person on not complaining. I don't complain a lot. Uh, and I hate a lot of people that do complain. Like if you're going to complain about it, then be a part of the solution, you know, or be a part of the change. That's the biggest thing. And so first graduated, I wasn't big on joining alumni association, just being real, because I was so embedded in working in sports and all of that. But as I guess I got older and then started hanging around uh, other people that did what I did in sports and they were involved within the community, their university and other things. Once I moved back, well, once I'm still living in Florida, I reached out to uh, Lofton, who works at the university and was like, hey, listen, you know, I'm, I want to start Black alumni because I didn't know University of Memphis had Black alumni. I want to do Black alumni. So I'm looking at everybody else and kind of writing down ideas and visions and things of that nature. Uh, he, he pointed me, showed me to LCM at the time. And so I was like, hey, well, I don't always, I dream big or I think big, I say that. And so it's like, hey, I don't, I don't want to, I want to learn while I'm thinking big. So I'm like, hey, well, I won't run for president. I run for vice president and see you know, what I can do. Because if I didn't know that the University of Memphis had a black alumni, which was LCM at the time, it must be thousands of others that don't know as well. And how can we bring awareness to this? And so I was like, hey, well, he gave me Willie Clark's information. So I reached out to him, hey, I want to get involved, whatever, and down that ramp. And so ended up getting involved and uh, coming down to, what is it? They used to have this, I can't remember that conference they had that year. It was in the summertime. Oh my God, I can't remember. Uh, the Alumni Association held it, whatever. Oh, Vision Forum, probably, where they bring in the chapters, yeah. Yes, so I came from Vision Forum, so they tried to make me, when I tried, they made me the uh, the lead for Orlando, for Florida. I'm like, oh, that's, okay, I can see that, you know, because UCF is everywhere. Granted, Orlando is big. You see, if you go on that side of town, you will see nothing but UCF. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I went to the game and like I said, came back for Vision Forum. I think that was the first time I met you at Vision Forum because I met Mario and everyone at that time. And so uh, that was really how I got started with the Alumni Association. And then, like I said, ran for president, uh, Mr. Lake. And what made you make that decision to to um, run? Oh, uh, just wanting to be a difference maker, you know, and wanting to bring forth a change. Because like I said, if if I was the person that thought that, hey, University of Memphis didn't have a black alumni, you know, like I said, it may be thousands of others that think that think that same way. And so just really wanted to bring forth a change and bring some visibility and some uh, transparency to that uh, that may spark the interest of others. 
Because like I said, yeah, I'm the president currently, and I say this all the time, you know, I can only run so far. So I want to be able to pass it to somebody else for them to sure. take it farther than I am. So uh, making those choices to want to get involved is just, a lot of people look at getting involved, just doing anything. You got to kind of be strategic in there what you, you want to get involved in because there's so much to to get involved in. So many people that may pull you, but what can help you, you know, as you help them, you know, as you're, you know, putting in sweat equity, uh, with whether it be the alumni association or, you know, whatever other thing you're getting involved in, you know, what are they pouring back into you? You know, how, what are you learning from them as you give to them? You know, that was one of the biggest thing. And then, like I said, transferring to the University of Memphis as a senior um, was, I won't say scary, but it was different. Cause I went to, I transferred to a couple schools, so I won't go down that road. <laughs> I had a, you uh, made it to us. I, I had an extensive uh, college career. I went, I went everywhere. <laughs> so, um, but like I said, I but when I first graduated, uh, Jackson State and University of Memphis were the two schools I applied for, and then coming back home. I wanted to go to University of Memphis first, but Lamar ended up accepting me the same day. So I was like, oh, it was a bummer. And then my grandmother went there. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll go over here. So I went. But like uh, my high school principal, I would say, once a tiger, you're always a tiger. So, you know, of course, you're always coming back to, uh, you know, where you should have been, I guess, the first place. So, which was over here. And I'm definitely thankful uh, and help. Uh, of all the doors that the University of Memphis is open. Uh, well, well I'm glad we that you made the choice to be a Tiger um, for any part of that run. And I, and we are all blessed and really, truly benefiting from your leadership as president of the Black Alumni Chapter. So I'm glad you made those choices for sure. So, it's okay. hard. <laughs> so for me, the So What Success formula, again, is overcoming obstacles, eliminating excuses, and calculating choices, and that equals so what success. Let me ask you, Brandon. How do you define this? Uh, how do you define success? Um, I would define success by your drive and your passion. Uh, I think those are two things that I define success on. Because if you're passionate about it, your drive, your energy, your your mind is going to be there, and you're going to uh, want to succeed and you know be the best in what you want and what you're putting yourself into and which why we go I guess we go so hard for the black alumni and Alexia will tell you in a second if you go once you talk to her uh, I'm always thinking about it and she's like hey listen uh I'm taking a break I'm gonna do my work that pays me and then I get back to you because it's like we always talk so much about it because not only is I because our name is on it because we want the chapter to be in a great place we want the chapter you know to be the, want everybody to be together granted we can't please everybody but you know, eventually, you know, I had this thing that I always say, I said, people may not join under me, and they may not join the next president, but if we continue to build, and like I said, have that drive and that passion that started, you know, before us, Absolutely. Uh, they would, could, they, they may join, you know. But, well, and I, I hear you, so we, as, as a people, anyway, we stand on the shoulders of the people who came before us, right? So I take the same philosophy in my role as a president of the National Alumni Association and mm -hmm. that people may not even see the results of my work. Mm -hmm. The outward facing part of all the work and the effort and the, you know, the passion and the desire that you talked about, you and I talk about it all the time. Um, people may never even see 
the results that I or that I know and the groundwork mm-hmm. that I and the team that I have, the awesome board that we have uh, yeah. right now, they may not see those results until later because our our shoulders may be underwater right now and somebody yeah. else has to stand on those shoulders and keep standing on the shoulders. Keep, but yeah. you just keep doing the work and the groundwork. I think that's awesome. And 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 I and I, you know, even as I'm growing in my um maturity and my own leadership ability i'm i'm learning more and more about how the leader may never get that recognition and and the the fight that the leader has to have people may never even know so a lot of the challenges yeah. that you experience that, that i've experienced and a lot of people watching have probably experienced many people will never have a clue and that's okay and that's the other part of it right yeah. is yeah. being okay with people not understanding it was hard um and that you may not get recognition just moving I tell forward people, because like you this shirt mm-hmm. like this shirt a lot of people don't know we went through a lot like i told you about what we went through to get content produced within the bookstore or why people ask you know why we want it in you know the campus bookstore because it's on campus you know that's what we were as students and so to see the black alumni having paraphernalia within the bookstore that that's the first uh part of being transparent being visible and being aware letting people know who we are like you stated yeah no so i love it i love it you just so this is more about resilience but this is also leadership because it's all all goes together right mm-hmm. um and i think you like i said you've done a great job with all that you're doing and using all that all that you've learned and i like that too because i feel like that's who i am all the experiences that you have you've had uh going back to your job as, at the grizzlies and and putting it into who you are and what you produce now so that success and the, i'll want to ask you one last question and it's really more a less of a question but what what advice would you give to someone who wants to be successful um and however they define success but they're experiencing obstacles. They have challenges, or life is just really tough for them. Um, what what advice would you give? Maybe um, think about a student, just anybody, but somebody who wants to push forward and be successful. I would say, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's the that's the first thing. Uh, and I know as African Americans, we we pride ourselves on having to always have an answer always you know being we don't need no help basically or not even want to seek therapy per se but asking for help finding the right mentor because you know everybody may say hey i mentor you but they may not be the person for you you know what I'm saying? you got to find somebody that that you see something in as well as uh them seeing something in you and they can help you along the way and not always uh, tell you that you are right but someone that you can accept constructive criticism from and I think that's the biggest thing uh, a lot of people don't want to hear where they are wrong you know or where they need to uh, correct themselves yeah and I know you and I say talk about that all the time like hey I tell everyone tell me what I'm wrong what I need to do to get better because you know uh, iron sharp is iron and so you can't really uh, get better or be better whether it be as a student or you know in your career whatever uh without someone helping you along the way and right. another thing is building relationships that's the biggest thing uh i uh owe a lot to uh miss linda hall dean hall most close friends at the university of memphis like she really helped me once i transferred over and you know without going to her when i was struggling 
uh, my first semester and really asked for help and her being real, telling me why, you know, why I was wrong. And then, okay, after you, I won't say beat you down, you know, you're like, okay, <laughs> let me show you, let me show you where you need to go to kind of, you know, progress. But you, you like, you, you actually need that, you know, yep. uh, I think that's the, the biggest thing for success is, like I said, uh, being okay with cr constructive criticism, uh, asking questions because no question is a dumb question unless you don't ask it. So, um, and then, like I said, being passionate, being real, and having you know having someone that you can talk to with uh, bounce ideas from. I think that's great. I would agree with everything you just said. And and the only thing I would add, even with that, building the relationships, but maintaining those relationships, right? Yeah. So. We build those relationships when we're in college and some of us do and, and your recommendations yeah. that all of us do, but then we need to hold on to those relationships because like you said, you shout out Ms. Linda, she get another shout out from me, still to this day connected to her and so many others and so many others. Well, I think that is great advice um, for students. I, I love, or for anybody, but I, and I love though, how you use what I call the so what success formula and um, you use it without even knowing what it was <laughs> to right. achieve success and to continue to achieve, achieve success because you're still young and young in your career and it's so much more ahead for you. And uh, I just want to thank you for your time today and for sharing your wisdom. Um, and I and I thank you for being my friend. And it's been yeah. it's been fun getting to know you and um, and seeing your drive and seeing your passion. Um, and and making some stuff happen for for the University of Memphis Alumni Association. So, thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.